We are talking about Roswell today, and I have Megan here with me, and she doesn't know what's happening in the series. Why are you just staring at me? Because you skipped all of the intro stuff. everybody and welcome back to my sister made me view it tv edition my name's emily i should be writing my book my name is megan and i should be drawing my storyboards but instead we're gonna talk about roswell yes well welcome back i hope you enjoyed our opening episode for this series where we're talking about the original roswell tv show that aired in 1999 I've seen like 80% of it and loved it. Meg has seen. Well, now I've seen the pilot. I've seen for the pilot sure. for sure. So, do we want to just dive in and talk about what happened and then talk about your guesses? Yeah. And, right. and if you listen to our prequel episode, I think it was a very prescient prequel. I feel like I had a pretty good grip of the pilot, but I thought. Uh, I was under the impression that I had seen three episodes of the show, and I think all that I had watched before all those years ago was just the pilot. So now I don't even know what happens next. But we'll get to that predictions at the end of the episode. And caveat, any weird whirring sounds you hear in the background? (laughs) That's our dad in the workshop. Oh, yeah. Us. Okay, so we're still recording in the same place instead of, you know, separately states apart. (laughs) And we didn't get this started until late at night, under the assumption that, oh yes, the house will be quiet. But uh, one of our family friends is over, planing wood. (laughs) And so you're going to hear a lot of the machine going, I hope the woodworking project turns out nice. We do too. We just, I wasn't expecting there to be woodworking (laughs) late at night. So apologies, we're going to have so much fun though. That's what any mystery noises are. Today is Thursday, November the 12th. (laughs) And you guys heard me reacting live (laughs) last week. So last week, (laughs) last week at the end of the podcast, if you'll remember, Megan found out some news on Twitter. This is going to be Supernatural spoilers, so skip ahead if you don't want Supernatural spoilers, but we wanted to not leave you hanging. This is what it was all about. I saw Destiel spoilers. It's and canonical. It's canonical. It's real. But they sped run one of my least favorite tropes where Castiel talks about how he feels and then is instantly transported to the empty. Dean didn't even say anything. So I don't know what happens next. There's two more episodes of Supernatural, but I am so excited that podcast history you can hear my live reaction so the bit where i was excited was the bit where i'm like dusty scanning and the bit where i was like oh you'll hate this is when he got instantly yoinked yeet <laughs> to the timeout zone the eternal timeout zone <laughs> but anyway so all right well we're gonna start off with what did I get right? What did you get right, Megan? She gets shot. There's Who gets shot? Uh, but. 
You were going to say Bella. I was going to say Bella. <laughs> and then I was going to say Anna, which is what I guessed. But her name is Liz Parker. Her name is Liz. <laughs> and Meg did guess she's human, which was correct. Yeah. So things I got correct. There are aliens. There are humans. I did guess too many of the cast were aliens. I was right that she gets shot and then the alien heals her. I was correct a little bit about the interdynamics of the aliens group. However, I definitely mixed up two of the characters. And I, I should have trusted my instincts. That guy was from Bones! <laughs> Liz is not the sheriff's daughter, but she is dating the sheriff's son. We'll get more into that as we go beep by beep through the episode. And then the other thing that I got correct is that his alien siblings are irritated at our main character, who I guess his name was Isaac. His name is really Max. Uh, Max Evans. <laughs> name for a boy. Uh, plain face boy. <laughs> plain name for a plain face. And how did you feel about him by the end of the episode? I think his acting makes him more handsome. <laughs> Listen, I don't think the stills did anybody real justice. I tried to pick... No, this isn't, about this isn't me uh, maligning your image selection. This is me being like, oh, they all really breathed life into their characters. I was very impressed in the acting for this pilot. And I look forward to seeing how that develops down the road. And then there's one more thing I got right. Oh, yeah, I... That might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go through the list of characters just really quick. So if you're not familiar with Roswell, you can you can follow along. She guessed Liz's name was Anna. She guessed she was human. So Ding. she got human, right? Ding. Listen, I didn't get any of the names right. I don't know why I thought I could just <laughs> divine character names from the air. Um, the boy she guessed as Isaac, the plain face boy, which I take serious beef with that. Um, that is Max Evans. He was an alien. She got that right. Uh, he is the best supernatural boyfriend that's ever existed. We stand Max. Like, I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna pretend that, oh, you didn't see anything. You didn't see me stop a van or Elena, you hit your head really hard. Okay, so apparently just vampire boyfriends are bad <laughs> and alien boyfriends are where it's at. The character that she guessed is B, that was guessed it was an alien. Her name is Maria. She is Liz's best friend. She is human. 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 Jameson, the boy from Bones. He's from Bones. I knew it. I should have trusted my instincts on With that. The sticky up hair, she guessed he was an alien. That is correct. His name is Michael. Um, all right, let's talk about Kenneth, the boy you didn't know if he was an alien or a human. So I projected a lot of feelings onto this photo of Kenneth. Um, he is playing the nerd character, the kind of the Xander, if you will, although I think I'm going to like him a lot more than I like Xander Harris. Um, a lot of what I had guessed about him being the foil to Max and being the one in the alien group to sort of resist him, that part I think will actually be played by Michael. Michael. <laughs> I just gave Emily a quizzical look across the microphone and mimicked combing my fingers through my hair and standing it straight up in the air. So a lot of what I guessed about Javert is actually about Michael. 
Um, Javert, is he a marching band nerd? Is he a band nerd? Is that the is that the flavor nerd he is? Well, we're gonna watch and find out. That's the flavor nerd I was in high school. I had a marching band for five years. Maybe I just sensed a kinship, and that's why I emotionally responded to that picture so hard. He's human. He's bestest friends with B. Maria. Maria. <laughs> Maria. Oh, don't think. <laughs> um, so they are human. Yeah, I got I got it all wrong. Um, quick trivia. Uh, Alex is played by Colin Hanks, who is Tom Hanks's son. What else have I seen Colin in? Did you see Jumanji? Which one? The remake. No. Oh, he's in it. Okay. I, that, that's all I've got. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll watch Jumanji at one point. I think you'll like it. Um, the next one was Katherine Heigl's character. You correctly guessed she was an alien. You incorrectly guessed her name was Gemma. Her Again. <laughs> Why did I guess the names? It was like my own idea. We we listened to the prequel to get ready for this and Emily was like, do you want me to tell you their character names? I'm like, I shall guess. <laughs> her name in the show is Isabel. Isabel Evans. They're Isabella. <laughs> Um, the next one is the sheriff character that you correctly guessed was human. And a sheriff. And a sheriff. Good job. Sheriff Sharif. <laughs> um, you guessed his name was Sheriff Dawes. Do you remember his, his sh- real name? Sheriff? Evans. No, that's, that's Max and okay. Isabel. Sheriff. Sheriff. So close. Sheriff Valenti. How was that close? He's trying to give you hope. Okay. And then the very last one, um, uh, you guessed his name was Sam Winchester. That was incorrect. You guessed he was human. I knew something big was happening in Supernatural. I sensed the vibes. (laughs) Correctly guessed he was human. His name is Kyle Valenti, and he is the sheriff's son. And, interestingly to me, so I, I correctly guessed that there would be a bit of a love triangle between Max and Liz and this character, Kyle, um, but I thought that Kyle would be sort of a Gaston character, uh, where he was like, oh, why do you like that plain faced boy when you could like me, a jock? Uh, I was very surprised to note that she and Kyle were already dating. Kind of like how Elena and Matt were already dating at the beginning of the Vampire Diaries. So this is going to be fun because... I know, obviously, what happens, and to have Meg go, oh, this is like Vampire Diaries, oh, this is like Twilight, and I just want to be like, this was the original, they were trailblazers! Ah! Listen, quick plug for another podcast, are we allowed to do that? Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to the Empire Diaries, the (laughs) A-M-P-I-R-E? seems like there should be more letters than that <laughs> because i love latoya ferguson anyway and so i've been doing a rewatch of vampire diaries so if that is the pop culture story that i reference quite often in this podcast that's why check in with me next week when i'll be like this is just like animorphs <laughs> <laughs> um one more thing before we start our uh recap last week neither <laughs> megan nor i knew what vhs did for 
we guessed it was video historical storage. Yes, and this week we learned it stands for Video Home Homeland Security no. <laughs> Shield. Video. <Verily> not- <laughs> Varsity High School <laughs> Sports. Okay, it stands for Video Home Baruka. <laughs> Baruka Helen Salt. We may never know. Vehicular hand slaughter. <laughs> Von Hoss. <laughs> Vacuum hidden still. <laughs> All right. Vegetables <laughs> and steak. <laughs> None of this is going in the podcast. <laughs> we learned that it stands for video home system. Very boring. <laughs> Sorry to whoever came up with that. We should probably apologize <laughs> to them. All right. They came up because. I would record it on VHS every week secretly because a parental figure didn't approve of the show and I wanted to watch it anyway. <laughs> so, really quick, I think rewatching this, the biggest disappointment I had was that they didn't have the, the credit song that they always have. And it was very jarring to me and I realized they, they film a pilot and hope it gets picked up so they wouldn't have assigned it like a theme song or anything. Um, Well, they would have assigned it a theme song by the time they went to air, but it's possible that they had a lot of plot to cover in the pilot, and so they just didn't have time. I'm very interested to learn what the theme song is. I'm like, did they write a song? Does it have lyrics? I'm excited to We won't find out this week, but next week. So, all right, Meg, you want to give us a rundown and and kind of give us your your, uh, feedback on it? Yeah, so... Um, it opens with Liz writing in her vampire diaries. Sorry, her alien diaries. <laughs> this is the story of how I died. Um, so she starts writing in her journal on September the 24th and she's talking about, hey, five days ago, I straight up died. And that wasn't even the wildest thing that happened. Um, so that's our little framing device. She's writing about this in her Diary. We're starting in media res. Good job. That means in the middle of the story. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Not literally. Megan but... went to art school. <laughs> anyway, she works as a waitress in this kitschy little alien diner. The Crashdown Cafe. The Crashdown Cafe. And there are some tourists there. And one of them, he's from... TV show Alias, which is another 90s series that I we love. knew you would like that, so I didn't say anything about it. It was great. It was really sad. But they're, like, outfitted with, you know, the the pins with the little green men on them and, like, their gear. And they're like, oh, 
are the stories true? Was there really a crash? And she shares with them a photograph that quote unquote her grandmother took. She's clearly, you know, a local yanking on the leg of the tourists. And then I've just written down the note ears. Um, I think it's because we get the first view of Max and Okay, there are weird things that I find handsome. And one of them is ears that stick out to the side. I like that. I like that in a character design. So Max is at the cafe along with Michael. Michael. They both start with Aunt. Listen. The as Bones Boy. The Bones Boy. <laughs> as someone who grew up with a sister whose name also started with M, it's very hard to keep names that start with the same letter straight. So we may just call them Max and Booth. Because <laughs> he plays Jared Booth in Bones. And I noted right away that they had empty Tabasco bottles at the table because I am a huge fan of Tabasco sauce. It was very funny. Uh, so I've, I'm home to visit and I open my mother's fridge, which is stocked with so many delicious foods. And I'm like, do we have Tabasco sauce? And she's like, no. I'm like, do we have sriracha sauce? And she's like, no. And so I, I got a bottle of each so I can have a spice on my foods. All the way from tropical California. <laughs> uh, so we also meet Liz's best friend, Michelle. Maria. Maria. So we got Max and we got Michael and we got Maria. I would like you to go back and listen to the list of names I guessed. They're all very unique and different from each other. Where were you when they were naming characters? I was 11. (laughs) (laughs) Madness, I tell you. This is madness. Uh, And Maria likes essential oils. She's She's an essential oils girl. Oh yeah, this episode is directed by David Nutter, I should say. We found that name to be hilarious. Sorry, David. Sorry. Didn't mean to make funnier name. But there's a table of two gentlemen who are just arguing with each other. And one of them just pulls out a gun during this cafe argument. It's a tiny cafe, too. There's maybe 15 people in there. It's also a tiny gun. Like, yes. It's like a real snub small. Nose. <laughs> like, okay, this is maybe. It's so small. Like, eight millimeter? They're tiny, tiny bullets. (laughs) Like a pellet gun. I don't know who was in charge of set dressing, but anyone who would whip out a gun in the middle of a cafe argument would own a much more ridiculous large weapon. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Liz gets shot right here at the beginning of the episode. It's the inciting incident, you may say. It's the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, and then... (laughs) Me and our predictions. Oh, I think she gets shot at the end of the pilot. Not much happens in the pilot. At this point, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Didn't quite get that. Uh, Max rushes to her side. Oh, uh, her and Maria were talking about Max is staring at you. And she's like, Max, I'm dating Kyle. But, you know, there's something in the air. I can feel. Don't sing on the podcast, Megan. Megan. Another M name. Maybe I'm just jealous because I'm like, I'm the only one allowed with an M name on this podcast. You call them Aria, Axe, and Eichel. Doesn't help. <laughs> Technically, your name starts with an M, too. That's true. Emily. <laughs> Liz is shot. She's on the ground. Max rushes to her side. He 
just rips open the front of her uniform. Okay, so it's a pilot, so we gotta have spicy sauce in the pilot. Most pilots will have, compared to the rest of the shows, a lot of pilots will have much more sexy times and violence than is typical for the rest of the series. That's for two reasons. One, to let people know, hey, these are the extremes we're shooting for over the course of the show. And two, we want to catch people's attention and grab it. So poor Liz is in her bra for like four different scenes in this pilot. Polka dots. But who doesn't wear like an undershirt underneath their uniform? People who are in the pilot of a TV show, I guess. Anyway, Max casts Cure Major Wounds. And he heals her for, like, eight points of damage. Heals her bullet hole and leaves a magical silvery handprint on her abdomen. And he would have got away with it, too, if it weren't for those meddling tourists. Uh, first, she's, of course, stunned that she is not dead. And he takes a bottle of ketchup. And he just, like, he notices, you know, commotion in the diner behind him. And he smashes the lid of the ketchup and just dumps it all over her and goes, The bullet in a ketchup bottle. Uh, you stained your dress. And then, vamos. He is gone. Listen, that part as a kid, watching that, being like, he's so smart. Because how else are you supposed to explain away red liquid everywhere? You know? And I just thought he was brilliant. And he was, you know, a fast thinker. And I was already in love with him by this point. So, you know, it was hopeless. Yeah. Sheriff shows up. Uh, The sheriff and his... Is the deputy there as well? Mm-hmm. And Liz is like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I just broke a, I just broke a ketchup bottle. And the tourists are not helpful. They're like, um, we scouted everywhere and there's, there's no bullet hole. And I'm like, okay, can you two calm down for a second? You're tramping all over a crime scene, first of all. You don't even go here. <laughs> um, the sheriff sees the empty Tabasco bottles and he's like, something's up. Aliens love their spice. And then Liz is freaking out. Nope. Maria is freaking out. And she's sniffing some of her essential oils to keep her strength up, to keep her spirits up. And then I must have just got so excited about the show because I don't have anything between alien handprint and my next note, biology partner. (laughs) So are they getting new partners at school or have they been biology partners for the whole semester? I think they've been biology partners for a while. So it's it's school the next day. Of course, um, Liz has gone home at this point and examined the actual bullet hole in her waitress outfit and the blood all over her waitressing pad. No. She only has her dress. Okay. So she notes the bullet hole and the blood and ketchup all over her waitressing dress. And she just wads it up and throws it into her bag. And then the, the camera lingers on the backpack. And so I'm like, someone's going to find that backpack. Yeah. And she's also checking out the silver handprint that's on her stomach. Yep. And is weirded out by it. <laughs> it's so shiny. As she should be. Yeah. The school time. And, oh my gosh, they're biology partners and... I would be interested to know if Stephanie Meyer saw Roswell because they're also looking at cells under a microscope. Now, they're not naming the plant things, but I guess the phases just there's just this special tension between biology partners because, you know, your grade depends on them and you're in really stressful situations. Listen, I know biology isn't stressful for everyone, 
But, you know, emotions get intense in the science lab. So they're looking at cells, and the teacher's like, we're going to be taking scrapings of our own cells. And Max freaks out at this. He's, he's chewing on a pencil, and he's like, I have to go right now, immediately. Even though he literally just arrived for class, so he stands up and leaves. And I shout at the TV, Liz, use the pencil! And she does. She takes a scraping of her own cells. And then she compares it to Max's cells. And those are weird. They're just straight up weird. And they glow a little bit. They're green. <clears throat> and whereas hers are normal. So she runs out into the hall. And she grabs Max. She pulls him into the empty band room. And is like. And she's trying to be very calm about this. But she's like. You need to come with me. And come back to the biology lab. So that I can take a scraping of your real cells. And look at them. And prove to myself that what I see under the microscope is real. And I, listen, so this is the scene where I'm like, okay, this is where he's like, you don't know what you saw. You were in shock from the bullet. It's not what you imagined. And I'm like, here we go. Here's the scene where he like straight up lies to her and tries to convince her that what she's seeing isn't true. Uh Uh-uh. The straightforward, honest boy is like, I'm an alien, so... And she asks where he's where he's from, and he he points up, and she's like north, like Canada, and he just points up further, and that's one of the most iconic shots of the whole series, and I love it. Are you an angel? Do you come from heaven, Max? <laughs> no, that's not that's not what happens. But she's like, you're an alien, and he goes, I prefer not of this earth, which I thought was adorable. Uh, we're introduced to Javert the Human, a.k.a. Alex. Um, because Maria is suspect at this point. She's like, Liz isn't telling me everything. And so Alex comes to Liz and just says, listen, you kind of fighting with Maria and not telling her things is like not telling me things and is lying to me. And I don't like fighting with my friends. And she straight up lies to him. It's like, nothing's going on. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, we have a confrontation scene with Max and his alien sibling and friend. Oh, man. Okay, so my guess was that, not my guess, but I had wondered, did they show up, have they been teenagers forever? Or did they show up as babies? They did show up as children. And Max and... Isabel. Isabel. Max and Isabel were found together but michael the third child was like somewhere else and we don't know much about his home life who he was raised with but in like max and isabel got adopted together but it sounds like michael may just have been fostered and sent to a couple of different homes i don't know what his housing situation is like but it's awful and i'm like did nobody in the town put together that three mysterious children showed up together it's just it's very sad and we're we're setting up uh a real like difference already from and almost like a resentment but basically um michael's had a much harder life than the other two mm-hmm. which is really unfair so i'm in i'm in booth i'm in baby booth's corner <laughs> um isabel and michael confront max she's like you broke the sacred pact 
We have to leave town. If anyone finds out who we are, we're toast, so we're leaving. Yeah, um, Isabel's like, you healed her, you broke our sacred pact. I mean, I use my powers all the time, but it's just for recreation. And I'm like, how sacred is this pact to you, Isabel? (laughs) They actually get pulled over by Sheriff Valenti coming back, and he sees empty Tabasco bottles in the car. The aliens love their spice. The aliens love their spice. Also, that is such a driving hazard because they were in, like, the driver's seat well. That's not what it's called. The pedal Wheel spot? Well. Oh, that's definitely not what it is. <laughs> but it's in, the, it's in the space underneath where the pedals are. Hey, y'all, safety tip. Don't have anything by the feet of the driver because if one of those bottles had gotten wedged underneath the brake pads, they could have died. Also, at this point, I was, like, screaming at the television. I'm like, what are the rules about their powers? What are their powers? Because Isabel is holding uh, a plain CD. Oh, no. Do we know what CD stands for? It's just compact disc, right? I hope so. (laughs) I never thought I needed to know those things. (laughs) Tune in next week when we finally look up what does CD stand for? (laughs) It stands for... Hey, Taco. Taco. I'm going to wait until my cat jumps off that (laughs) tissue paper he's playing on. There we go. Uh, she's just holding it up to her ear, and she's listening to the music quite loud. She's blaring it like it would be blaring out of a car radio. Um, so it's it's mentioned that their powers are about molecular rearrangement, molecular interference, which just sounds like we can have them do anything we want as long as it pertains to the plot. <laughs> and this next scene comes to us... Um, Liz and Max have another conversation, and and she's just... Is this the one in front of the door? Yeah, basically, like, you're going to tell me everything. And he goes, okay. And she's like, oh, okay then. And she pulls out a piece of paper. She's written all her questions down, on, and she starts asking him, and he, he answers her, and... Um, yeah, and- so, so this is when I'm expecting the, as if you could outrun me! As if you could fight me off. Listen. But it's, yeah, what, a, what this show is very refreshing. She's like, I have questions. And he's like, here are answers. And his fr- family, they're like his friends slash family. So I'm going to call them his alien family. The family is like, you stop telling her things. And he's like, she's cute. I'm going to tell her everything. Oh, I forgot about his memory tag powers he's also got psychometry which is a theme in several of the shows and video games i've played recently when he healed her he flashed back to a very particular memory of the first time he saw her uh, and she was wearing this dress with cupcakes on it and he knows exactly how she feels how she felt about the dress her mom had worked very hard on it she thought it was super ugly but she wore it because her mom was so proud of it. And he offers to to basically let Liz feel um, how he feels about her because they have a connection. And so he, it's a very tender moment where he like cups her face and they have to look in each other's eyes. And she is able to feel exactly how he feels about her. And she knows that he really likes her. So basically, they got to skip like three levels of will they, won't they, because now they both feel feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We mentioned this earlier. She has a boyfriend. Yes, she definitely does. And she's known him like, you know, it's a small town. Everybody's known each other forever. And I was expecting this boyfriend to be much more toxic masculinity trademark. Uh, He seems like a really chill guy who's like more invested into the relationship than she is. She seems to kind of be in this relationship because we've known each other forever. Of course we're dating. And he's more like... She's just really cool and really pretty, but I don't think she likes me anymore. Because she stands him up for a couple dates. And then, listen, a little little spoiler for the end. She uses him as a patsy in a scheme. Sad. Liz is pulled into an interview with the sheriff who wants to know more about what happened to her that day. Inappropriate. This scene is inappropriate from start to finish. A, you do not question a minor without a parent present. Just because he's known her forever doesn't make it okay. In fact, it makes it less okay that this adult she trusts is infringing on her boundaries. B, he's like, we have your dress? How? Do we know how? We don't know how. Her backpack has gone missing and she doesn't know how. And then three, he's like, my, oh yeah, my son... Who, uh, there was a moment where (laughs) Max was like, why don't you feel the same about me? That was the subtext of their, no, not Max. Kyle was trying to express some feelings to Isabel and she's, nope. (sighs) There's a moment where Sam Winchester (laughs) is talking to Anna. (laughs) Nope. Uh, there was a scene where Kyle was trying to express, uh, his feelings to Liz and she's reaching up for the key above her door frame and he sees the silver handprint on her stomach doesn't assume it's like a weird high school art thing he like instantly twigs this as something extremely weird and apparently he's talked to his dad about it so when the sheriff of the town has this minor girl alone in his office he's like I need you to lift up your shirt and show me your stomach Inappropriate. Inappropriate start to finish. Bad. It's, it's true. I have, I, have nothing, I have nothing to counter that with. It's bad. But she does. She lifts up her shirt. There's no handprint. Where did it go? You find out the reason the sheriff is so obsessed with the silver handprint. Why is so obsessed with me? Is there were several deaths in the 50s, I believe, where um, the people were, were found dead with the silver handprint. And you find out that his dad was like an alien chaser and everyone thought he was super crazy. And so Sheriff Valenti is pretty obsessed with basically proving the existence of aliens to clear his father's name. Oh, and this is something I had a question about, I think, in our prequel episode, because Max believes that he and his family, is that what I called them? (laughs) Max believes that he and his family, so those three that we know about, are the only aliens that there are. But I was like, are there more aliens? Are there? And so this proves that there were other people on the, not even on the ship, because, okay, sorry. Points of clarity. So when Liz was asking Max all of her questions, she was like, are you the only ones? And he's like, yes. And she says, well, the crash was this many years ago, but you guys didn't show up until this year. And he's like, we were in hibernation pods. Um, So clearly from the evidence we're presented in the pilot, there were other aliens 
on the ship that would have escaped it in the 50s and then our main character aliens would have woken up several years later. So there, there's more out there. Um, who shows up to... <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> it was Richard Schiff! I was so excited. I was like, it's Toby! Um, so From the West Wing. The West Wing. And the West Wing would have started really close to when this was filmed. So I don't know if Richard Schiff's character is going to be recurring because I feel like he would have gotten hired on the West Wing pretty soon after this. So he may be a pilot-only character, um, but he works for some government. government. He's he's the men in black rep, although he seems very beleaguered in his shirt and tie. The sheriff is all over him being like, I got you this proof and this evidence and this evidence. And Toby's like, okay, buddy. Sorry, Richard Schiff's character. His name is not Toby in this show. It could be. You and, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin got the inspiration to name him Toby from his character Toby in Roswell. Uh, so Richard Schiff is like, listen, yes, I got your evidence. We have to process it. He's the one gaslighting. I feel like he's like, this is absolutely real evidence, but I don't want this ballistic sheriff of this town where people just bring guns to a cafe. Obviously, this is the last place I want to cause panic. So he takes Liz's dress, the the uniform away. Um, Liz is then... Um, confronted in the bathroom by Maria, who has Liz's order book from the cafe covered in blood, and she knows something is up. Although, props people, I would like to lodge a small complaint. Uh, The blood would be brown at this point. The fact that the blood is still red could be like, oh, that's ketchup, but I, I get that it needs to visually read as blood and not like... I found this crap-covered notebook here. <laughs> so yeah, listen, y'all. Blood turns brown. Um, and so Maria knows something's up. Liz tells her Liz is the gaslighter in a shocking turn of events. Oh yeah. Also, Liz does the absolute wrong thing in every situation. Oh yeah, the sheriff asks her a question. And instead of saying, I don't understand, or like... I don't remember. Yeah, she straight up just lies to the sheriff. Like, very quickly, like... An easily disprovable lie, or... What was... I can't remember if his question was like, was Max in the diner that day? It was probably something like, was Max in the diner that day? And instead of saying, I don't recall, she says, oh no, absolutely not. He wasn't even there. Who's Max? (laughs) (laughs) Like, he doesn't even get... Sheriff doesn't even get his sentence out before Liz is all over that. And then when Maria confronts her, she does the same thing where she tells like a straight up lie and it's like Liz. <laughs> so the whole episode's kind of leading up to the crash down festival. <gasps> That's right. There's a town event. Fans of the Empire Diaries. <laughs> well, no. I hope that Roswell is like Mystic Falls where there's a new unique town event every week. Probably not, but there's a big town event. And it's the Crash Festival where everybody dresses up as aliens and has, like, a huge party. And so Liz has told Maria, Max has found out that there might be more aliens out there because Liz, of course, tells him about the sheriff. He decides that he and Isabel and Michael need to leave town. So they're, they've packed their bags. They're leaving. 
Liz and Maria chase after the Jeep. The Jeep is the, the you don't know this yet, the but it's the series. The series. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, chase it in Maria's mom's Jetta. And Liz convinces the aliens to stay because if they run, the sheriff will know something's up. She thinks that, is it Liz that comes up with the idea? She thinks that she has an idea to get the sheriff off. Off their trail. Off their trail. Um, so they all show up to the Crashdown. Uh, not the Crashdown Cafe. They oh. all show up to the festival, the Crash Festival. A couple things about this. One, the outfits. Incredible. Uh, Isabel is wearing this silver amazing spiky outfit with the tallest boots you can imagine and the shiniest silver eyeshadow yes and then and giant eyelashes maria is in this really cool scaly green number and then liz has this very cool like leather bounty hunter outfit that i love and, of course, she shows up to her boyfriend Kyle's house to be like, ah. all sultry, like, I'm sorry that we just haven't connected lately. Will you meet me at the festival? And he's like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kyle. He's the victim here. He's going to get in on his dad's just single-minded quest just because the alien stole his girlfriend. Um... But yeah, so everyone's in this amazing fantasy getup, except for Michael, who's like put no effort into this and wearing his normal leather jacket and spiky hair. And then Max is just in a tuxedo. And I'm like, did he not get the memo? And Emily's like, he's one of the men in black. And I'm like, that's not obvious to me. <laughs> when did Men in Black come out? High school. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't help me. She expects me to know what VHS stands for and what years movies came out. And I just didn't sign up for that. Okay. Um, so we're at the crash festival and they pull this great switcheroo where they pretend to hit Maria with a car. And there's a moment I appreciated where Isabel is making Maria roll around in the dirt. They both hate it. I think, and I don't like it, I think Isabel is going to end up falling in love with Javert. What's his name? Alex. Alex. Because I feel in TV shows that they have the very pretty popular girl fall in love with the nerd boy. That's a trope that I'm expecting in this show. I hope they don't. Oh, the sheriff is confronting Max. They hear the screams. They run out. And the kids have set this up to make it look like Maria has been hit by a car. The sheriff from afar sees someone crouching over her in this really, like, weird getup. Like a rubber mask, a cape, all this stuff. Um, He starts running after them. They run up to Maria. She is getting up like, what happened? And she has a silver handprint across her chest. So the sheriff takes off after this guy and is, like, trying to find him and going through the crowd. And he's going to lose him. And, oh, he sees him up at the front of the of the crowd. And he grabs the guy. And he turns him around and yanks his mask off. And it's his son, Kyle. Which means that they either had two of Kyle's costume already. 
because uh, he and Liz had been planning this date. Or she showed, did she show up at his house and be like, I have a costume for you to wear? No, they, they planned it. Okay. So she gets a duplicate of his costume. He's like, Dad, have you seen my girlfriend? She promised she'd meet me like an hour ago. And we cut to Kyle. (laughs) Kyle. This is his supervillain origin story. (laughs) We cut to Michael in the porta potties taking off the mask, and he'd been the one to, you know, to the the sheriff had chased. Sheriff looks down at his hands and realizes he has silver spray paint on his hands and realizes he's been had. He's not happy about that. Are we at the fireworks scene yet? Yes! Um, so they, the... Oh, oh wait, first! Yeah, I'm first. Not, you tell it. Uh, so I've got in my notebook, this is for Kyle, I've written, break up with her, and I underlined it several times, because Kyle, she's not treating you right, she's not being honest, and she's not prioritizing your feelings, man. You're clearly more into us than she is. Kyle, you deserve to date someone who's as excited as being with you as you are being with them. That goes for all you listeners out there, too. Anyway, um, my next note is Riker surprise, because there is none other than Jonathan Franks, uh, who plays Riker. William T. Riker? Yes. (laughs) Just checking. No. Yes. William T. Riker in... uh Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek Picard, and Star Trek Lower Decks, and one episode of Star Trek Voyager, and happens to be a director on Star Trek... Sure. (laughs) And happened to direct several episodes of Star Trek. Uh, I'm a bit of a Trekkie. So he is like a surprise. He's on the screen for maybe five seconds. He's like the announcer that's counting down to this to big crash. event. But he comes up on the screen and Meg's just like. <laughs> it's like that Leo DiCaprio pointing meme. Except instead of intently squinting, it's me pointing and just screaming. Because I'm like, it's Riker! He's apparently an executive producer on this show. Very Very cool. cool. So the big thing that they're leading up to is a recreation of the alien spaceship crashing. It's gruesome because not only does this, do they have this fake alien saucer crash, but several alien bodies that look like, you know, the stereotypical gray men or little green men. With the big um, eyes. Yeah, with the the big eyes and the large heads are thrown from this false spaceship and they're burning they just have these bodies they're like child-sized bodies on the ground burning and isabel max and michael are just like staring at them morosely isabel was excited to come to this maybe this was a new feature okay (laughs) they're like because everybody else is just like cheering and going nuts and then you have the three alien kids that are just like those might be people we know could be our alien parents more of our family uh and then max in his suit and liz in her leather suit they have a little scene together and i had some feelings at this point 
I was very excited. She hadn't had any feelings before this. <laughs> um, and my my words were thus. Is it time to dance? To kiss? No, it's just the pilot. Are they going to hug? Are they going to kiss? No, it's just the pilot. And in the background behind them as they're talking, there is the burning spaceship and there's this huge uh, fireworks sparkler fountain going. And it's very romantic lighting. And they're having this conversation. And any YA supernatural romance fan knows this conversation. And it is, it's too dangerous for us to be together. I don't care. I love you. Well, I care. And it's dangerous. Forget the danger. All that matters is we have each other. I don't know if that's exactly what was said because I was too distracted by myself constantly repeating, are they going to dance? Are they going to kiss? No, it's just the pilot. And then there was a moment where I'm like, they're going to kiss. And then the firework fountains die just, just as they do. Turns off as they lean in as they're talking. And I'm like, oh, it's a metaphor. This and then they turn away off. and don't kiss because it's just the pilot. So I wrote down good sparkle acting now we return to liz writing in her alien diary which is dumb liz writing in her alien diary which is a bad tactical decision because you know sheriff's gonna find and read that diary because we know the sheriff is inappropriate with personal boundaries and she's like, I wonder what adventures will await me with my alien boyfriend. That's not really my boyfriend. Because I, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> Break up with him. <laughs> so that is the first episode of Roswell. And Meg, you did a really good job at like guessing and kind of, you know, feeling it out. So I'm going to tell you the title of the next episode we're going to watch. And I want you to give me any... Um, predictions you have okay uh episode two is called the morning after alien pregnancy could be alien pregnancy something i'm curious about this show is what is the week to week um is this going to be a is this going to be like a procedural we have a new supernatural mystery kind of like how in smallville uh, there was a different kryptonite-related mystery every week. Because um, I think it would get old pretty quickly if there's a plot. The sheriff suspects it's Max. Oh, we clear him at the end. Oh my gosh, we have to rewind. We forgot about the second inappropriate sheriff interview where he corners Max at the Crash Festival. Oh, yeah. And, like, pins this teenage boy up against a wall, handcuffs him, and is like, I know it's you. I'm going to take you away. And I'm like, A, Max's parents are probably lawyers. Because at one point, Max is finally like, am I under arrest? And the sheriff's like, your parents would have you out in an hour. And I'm like, yeah, because this is highly suspect <laughs> and illegal, sheriff. Bad sheriff. This is during the whole plot of, like, pretending Liz gets hit by a car. Sorry, pretending Maria gets hit by a car. Because... They needed the sheriff to be with Max so he would have an alibi when Maria gets the silver handprint. But also, this is a horrible idea because the sheriff already believes there are multiple aliens. So it's just going to make him suspect people other than Max. It was a fun plan, but I don't think it was an extremely well thought out plan. All right, jumping to what's the week to week to week. Is there going to be a new alien thing? 
all the time? Or is it going to be like more of a longer story where we find out different bits and pieces building to the larger mystery of are there other aliens? So I believe since the next episode is called The Morning After, it's going to be a supernatural pregnancy story. Don't like that. Hope I'm wrong. Do you want me to give you something to look out for? Like a watch? Like how many times does this happen in each episode? Or Like if there are any palindromes? <laughs> <laughs> um, people, you'll get that if you listen to our Way of Kings reading. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Give me a clue. Um, I want you to watch for Tabasco. Well, I already do. I love Tabasco. I know, but you need to watch for it. Okay. It's just a fun thing. So we're... There's... <gasps> That's how we're going to figure out who the mystery alien is. Because they will also be leaving Tabasco jars all over the place. Um, Because I want to ask um, when... Tabasco? (laughs) (laughs) So we know they had it in the Crashdown Cafe. When Max and Isabel and Michael have the conversation of... At the taco cart. At the taco cart of we need to leave. Did you see what they were putting the Tabasco in? tacos and their soda yes okay i didn't see that i just guessed it from the look on your face (laughs) do they need spice to live or is it just tasty like how we put salt on everything i don't know i do keeps them going (laughs) i don't know i do (laughs) yeah uh okay but now i want to talk about the specifics the morning after is who's gonna be the one who gets Pregnant. Pregante. <laughs> Am I pregnant or not? <laughs> I feel like it's going to be Liz. Because it's going to lead to some moments with her p- poor boyfriend Kyle. Um, and I think it's going to be a result of sharing the feelings with Max from the first episode. Because there was no bullet found at the shooting scene. And maybe when he rearranged her mom, this is a weird out there guess. Maybe when he rearranged her molecules to heal her, he like rearranged the bullet molecules and made them organic. That would be ridiculous. Or is it? <laughs> Take the bullets out your gun. What? Bullets out your gun. What? <laughs> um, yeah, th- that's my guess for next week. That is a fun guess. I'm very excited. So, well, listeners, thanks for coming and joining us while we procrastinated a few things and now that we're done we should get back to our projects so i'm gonna go work on my book i'm gonna go draw some storyboards i believe in you (gasps) i believe in you here we go break noise oh my gosh destiel had a baby Thanks again for joining us at My Sister Made Me View It. We will see you next time. And in the meantime, you can find us on all our social media handles at Sis Made Me View It. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. We hope to hear from you. Check out all the cute pictures of our pets and all the fun stuff we do behind the scenes. And before we sign off, thanks again to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. Have a good week. Talk to you guys later. Bye.